Hello. Hey, it's Keith. Oh, hi, Keith. Can you hear me all right? With my, got my <laughs> yes, I can. Weird little recorder set up every time. This is so weird. <laughs> I always forget how to do it. And this is also this is a new place I'm recording in. It's very echoey. But oh, where are you? Uh, well, it's the same place I was last time I called you. I just didn't record from here, so it's like the Service Canada building in Vancouver. But it seems pretty empty. Not a lot of people, so that's that's good. But yeah, it's totally totally echoey. Just on my what, end, though. What time is there? 4.30? 3.30? Let me see. I lost track of time. It is 3.30 here, 3 yeah. 30. Four hours difference. But yeah, I thought I'd uh, do a little podcast this time I called you, because last time I just had literally nothing going on in my life. So now there's... I mean, it's still not super interesting. God, this is weird, this echo. It's messing me up. It, it sounds normal to you, though, right? Oh, definitely. Yeah, no problem. Yeah, it's just because I've got this whole little thing just because I've got earphones in, you know, to monitor the recording. So I'm hearing myself and I'm hearing the echo go into the recorder and then back into my ears. I'll get used to it, but it just feels weird. But uh, yeah, so I just thought I'd do a quick little little podcast this time when I called you. Oh, this is so fucked up. It feels like there's always somebody else talking, but it's just me. Really? No, it just sounds like you talking, period. That's all. This no, sucks, no. actually. Actually, you know what? Let me just call you back in a few minutes, okay? I'm just going to go find a different phone because I just, okay. this is not working out. But I'll call you back soon. Okay. Okay, bye. Bye. Hello. Hello. So, uh, yeah, I'm in a, just the other end of this building. It's still not great, but it's better. And uh, I am by a by a door that is very loud when it closes, but oh well, <laughs> I'll just I'll edit that out later if anyone goes through it. Yeah, it's like I only have like three little things in mind that I'm like, oh, those could be three little topics. So it's not like a lot to keep in my mind or anything, but just the way that recording was, it it sounded like I was talking from the end of a tunnel, <laughs> and like really? even just that alone was enough that I'm just like, now what was I gonna talk about? Like it just is messing me up. This is a little better. But yeah, I probably won't use this building in the future for recording. I didn't expect it just because it's got these big high ceilings and stuff, which are very pretty. But uh, you never really notice how bad... Yeah, there's the door. Uh, like, until I started messing with audio stuff, I never realized how bad microphones are compared to a human ear. Like, human ears are way better. <laughs> microphones actually, are terrible. Uh, this phone doesn't sound as clear on this end as the other one did. Oh, you mean for you, on your side? Yeah, I mean, Could. it sounds fine, but, but it's, not a, it's, not, it's not as good as the other one was. Could be how I'm holding it, too. Does that sound any better? No, sounds about the same. Okay. <laughs> well, <laughs> it's a good excuse, I guess, not to let this one ramble on too long anyway. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. You got anything in, on your mind, or should I just hit you with my, hit you with my dumb thoughts? Hit me. So I guess the big one, because this was something I never thought that I would ever, ever think, ever. <laughs> so this is going to sound real boring to everyone else, but to me, this is a big deal. This is like a, a life changer. Is, hold on, let me make sure this is okay. Um, I think that maybe rain is worse than snow. <laughs> like, like, I never thought I would think that. Hold on, what is going well, on with this recording? it depends on how much, and I guess everything's relative. The trouble with snow is you got to shovel it. Yeah, but, uh, hold on, is that, okay.
Okay, I think that's still working okay for the recording. Yeah, exactly. Like, it sounds like, ah, fuck, what is going on with this thing? I don't know. This thing just sucks today. So the sound quality might be bad for this episode, but I don't know what to do about it. This is just... Oh, well, let's just carry on. Yeah, everything's not working right today. Why is it... So what it... led you to thinking rain was worse than snow? So you remember when I... What is happening? That sounds so bad. Just one second. Input. Just make sure I don't have something set. Let me try that. Test, test, test. Hmm, I don't know about that. <laughs> test, test. Okay, I'll have to try this and see how this goes. So, uh, it's basically that... Do you remember when... Man, maybe this is... This sounds bad. It's just all crackly. Does it sound like that on your side, too? or? No, no, it sounds fine. Maybe this phone just sucks? I don't know. I don't know what's going on. But uh, when I first got out here, and uh, that first month, how I was saying how dark it was, and how there was no sun, and then I moved into that Airbnb that smelled like cat pee, and like the one-two punch, I was like basically ready to get out of here. I was like, man, this is this is terrible. But then the uh, the weather cleared up, and the cat pee wasn't as bad as I thought. But basically, since then, the weather hasn't been that bad again. Like it was insane. It was like you know, no sun for like 20 days. It was just crazy. Which, I mean, it's just not, it's just something that, like, describing it just doesn't work, you know? Like, unless you have to live through it, because it's just not like that on the East Coast. It's never rainy for more than a day or two, you know? It's like, to multiply that by 20, it's just, I don't even know how to describe it. It's like, anyway, so the weather got better, but then then it got real snowy here. Like, the snowiest I've ever seen. Yeah, I heard about that, that, uh... You had about two centimeters, <laughs> which is like, oh, just a skip. However, I understand how it can be a big deal if you're not carrying snow tires and shovels and all that crap in your car. I can see it being a problem. Yeah, and I mean, I didn't look up the uh, the stats, so maybe it was only two centimeters. It seemed like more. Like, it, it felt like Toronto. Like, my friend Vince, who grew up in Victoria and, uh, you know, has just lived here his whole life, he says he's never seen it so bad in Vancouver. Like, it was... If you just dropped somebody here and told them to guess the city, you know, like they would have, they wouldn't have guessed Vancouver. It really did seem like Toronto. So, uh, so I was like, wow, this is uh, weird, you know, but you know, definitely terrible weather. But that's it's kind of interesting just to have that here in Vancouver. So, but then after that weather went away, and now there's these guys talking next to me. Says I just this whole day is not working. Out. I don't know, man. Just can't hold my head together today. This sucks. Shut up. Go away, you fuckers. I don't know. I can just hear them talking in the background. It's really throwing me off. I wish those old phones I used to use were still there. I don't know why they removed them, because there's enough phones everywhere else. I'm just going to wait for them to... I just... I can't. I can't. I don't know. <laughs> it's just... I guess I'll just try to sally forth. Sorry I'm so scatterbrained today. Um... No, I can't do it. I can't do it. I fucking, I'm going to go find another phone. This is all just driving me nuts. <laughs> okay. I'll call you back one more time. Third time's a charm, okay? Okay. Right, I'll call you back in a few minutes. All right. Howdy. Let's try one more round. <laughs> yeah, so now I'm back in the uh, sort of Grand Central Station, which does have this weird high-pitched random noise in the background that I don't know what it is, but it'll have to do. 
because I guess the thing is, I mean, just to make myself sound slightly less crazy, it's because uh, the way to make this recording work, like how I was saying how microphones are not very good compared to a human ear. Yeah. So, so to record through the phone, like I've got to crank this thing all the way up to like its maximum setting and then have it pressed against the receiver of the phone just because, you know, your voice coming out, even though I've got the payphone turned up all the way, it's just not very loud. So I have to have the mic all the way up and then I'm hearing what you're saying through, through my headphones instead of through the phone. So because I've got it set so sensitive to pick up the phone, it picks up everything. It's like I'm Spider-Man, you know, like I can hear everything going on. And that other place was terrible. Oh my God, it was so echoey and shit. Like I just had no idea. Because yeah, when you're just a person, you don't notice that stuff. It doesn't, it doesn't work that way with a normal ear. But man, that, that was rattling my head. That was, that was weird. <laughs> I did not like it. And yet these guys, it's so funny because then when I turned off the recorder, like there's just these two guys that were just standing a few feet away from me having a completely normal conversation. They weren't even being loud. But through this recorder, I'm like, you guys need to shut up. Like, but they don't know that they're like, you know, that I have super hearing right now and that they're fucking making me insane. So anyway, that's what that was all about. Well, you sound much clearer on this phone than you did on the other one. Very good. So, I mean, I guess it was worth it just for that little test of like, okay, that building, that's a failure. Can't use that building. But yeah, so to get back to, well, I'll streamline it a little. So it was real rainy and terrible, but I'm like, well, that's the West Coast. That's what I signed up for. Then the weather got better. Then that snow happened. And the snow, I was like, wow, this is pretty crazy. Like, it really is kind of cold. But I got a couple of weeks of that, of like, oh, yeah, this is what snow is like in the winter. And, uh, you know, it's cold. It's not pleasant. But then you go indoors and you warm up and, like, that's it. You know, you're fine. And then when the, the snow finished, it immediately went back to nightmare rain. Like, the no sun rain, just so much rain and horrible, like, my crappy umbrella got blown inside out and broke and just and then the next day there's no reprieve it's still terrible and I'm just like having the two weather patterns back to back I'm like man this I never thought I would think this but I would take the snow any fucking day I mean granted it's only Toronto level snow but really I think I think rain is worse you know I think <laughs> I think so is it like a drizzly rain or a hard rain or just take your pick all types of rain it just never stops it's only just what kind of rain is it gonna be <laughs> you know and it's usually a pretty light rain every once in a while it gets worse but but and it's not just the rain it's the darkness like maybe I think it's kind of like the way cold doesn't really bother me that much because I grew up around cold you know so it's like I still am cold, my body gets cold, but I just don't think about it because I'm used to it. I suspect West Coasters have a similar thing about darkness. Like to them, not seeing the sun for two weeks is probably a lot easier to tolerate because it's been like that their whole life. Yeah, it's normal. But I can't do it, I fucking hate it. Like this is not a quality life, <laughs> you know? It's just not worth it. It's not worth it to avoid the snow because when that snow was here, it was sunny. And, and additionally, like, this, the cold from the snow doesn't follow you around all day. Like, right now, I'm just damp and clammy and uncomfortable feeling. And there's no sun. And it's like, how is this worth it? Is this really worth it just to avoid snow? And I'm starting to think it's not. You know what? I seem to remember, not with such intensity, but you having these same feelings when you were in Vancouver before. Yeah, I'm sure I did. I, I must have. It's just easy to forget when 
when you know the sun comes back out and you just pretend it's always gonna be here <laughs> but but yeah having those two back to back I was like man please snow come back I the snow the snow is even kind of like again I guess just because I'm used to it but it's like I was in this one coffee shop watching like the worst snowstorm I've ever seen in Vancouver like the snow was coming down sideways and I'm just like yeah this is this is winter all right but I'm inside I'm okay like or even that like that you can go places like even if it's a bad cold day you can bundle up and you can get two or three hours that you can go walk somewhere and you know you can do that that's an option where when the rain is coming down sideways forget about it you know <laughs> no umbrella in the world is gonna umbrellas just make it worse they're just more frustrating because they get blown inside out and stuff like there's nothing well, you can do. Well, and everything's relative, though, because I know the winter that you spent here was it was a bad winter. It yeah, was very it was pretty cold, bad. And there was no breaks. Now this winter has been a great winter here. Uh, at the end of uh, at the end of February, we had amazing weather. Above zero, snow was melting, sun was shining. Man. Now we're into March, and it's not been quite so great. Like we're having kind of a little bit of a crap shoot out here today, and then we'll have a break tomorrow. We'll get another one on Saturday. Um, but but no, this has been a good winter, really good winter. Bit of cold there in November and December, um, but not like that constant cold. Like last year, we we didn't have any. Or the yeah, it was last year you stayed over. Uh, last year there was no breaks at all. It was just snow came down. It was cold. Well, no even, break, no no thaws. But even we that had a though, lot of thaws this year. There was still. I mean, it still wasn't totally continuous. Just the only reason I remember the date is because uh, I remember watching WrestleMania. I was down the street. You know, there's all those new new stores on Main Street, the uh, Pita Pit and that stuff yeah. down there. I just remember I was at the Pita Pit because Dad got me a gift card, and I was watching WrestleMania, so it must have been March, and uh, and that day was really nice. <laughs> so <laughs> so sometimes, I mean, it's still kind of broke. Yeah, but see, that was March. That that was the uh, that was the end. That was when things were freeing up. Yeah, I guess so. But, yeah. But January, February, December, January, February, we didn't have any breaks last year. But by the time March comes, now here, like, like we're getting this crap right now. But the end of March will probably be really nice. We'll have uh, some above zero, a uh, lot of melt coming on. The and, days uh, are longer now. Time's changing this weekend, so we're going to get an extra hour in the evening. Uh, but but the end of February here was was amazing. People people were driving on their bicycles and saying, oh, "Get my winter tires off." Yeah yeah, <laughs> don't don't jump the gun. That is weird. It's like reverse because yeah, that's when it was extra terrible here. It's like this was a flip flop year. And, and even with the sunlessness, like, I guess it's not always this bad. I definitely remember 2006 was bad because it was so bad I looked it up and it was like one of the darkest months on record for decades. So I don't think it's normal for these like 20 day stretches of no sun, but it's also not unnormal. Like, I don't think Vancouver ever has a winter where people are like, oh, it didn't rain that much. Like, that's just not in the cards, you know? So, so basically what I'm saying is, uh, I mean, I'm kind of stuck here because my Airbnbs are already booked for March and April. And then by then it'll be nice, so I'll probably just hang around some more from that point. But I guess it's just that next winter I will not be repeating this plan. Because, uh, yeah. Well, the, did you ever think if you want, like, a, a variety of weather, did you ever think of, did you ever think of going to Halifax, trying that out? You've never, you've never done yeah, the East Coast uh, like that. Yeah, I mean, I guess if I was going to do that, it would be the St. John's thing, because I've never been yeah. to Newfoundland. Because I've been to Halifax enough times that, uh, 
yeah, it's, it's kind of instantly boring. <laughs> like, cause not only have I been there a few times, but it's small enough that I, I've already walked it. You know, I've seen what it has to offer kind of thing. So I don't think I would do Halifax, but yeah, I could see going to the other, like all the way east, just to try that out. But yeah, it's kind of, it's weird. I guess it's just that thing of learning, like there really is no escape. This is the price of Canada. Like, I was like, oh, I'll just go out west. I'm so clever, but nah, it didn't work. <laughs> it didn't work at all. <laughs> this sucks. All right, so uh, snow versus rain. Um, I you know, still think I would take rain, unless it's so massive that it's causing floods and all that crap. That's a bit of a yeah, I guess it is one of those things too of like, you know, just the, like I guess there's there's no way, like I said, there's just really no no good way to describe it because it's like a different kind of assault. Like the way I think of it, that this is obviously just, you know, uh, something that won't resonate. This is my generation of thinking. But I was thinking of it like a video game. Like if you're fighting a bad guy in a video game and you're just having a normal fight, that's snow. Like, ah, uh, it's cold, but I'll just protect against the cold. Where having no sun it's like getting poisoned in a video game. <laughs> like, it's just a whole different kind of attack. It's like insidious. It just gets in you and it slowly takes you down. And and yeah, it's just like, I just don't know how to, like I just, unless you are in it, you can't know how bad it is. So, you know, I don't know. And there's no way to, there's nothing else to even describe it to. I mean, I guess it's just seasonal depression or whatever, that's all, but. Did you ever see, it's a movie, but it's obviously it was a, uh, probably a short story first, and I forget the name of it, but it was it was written by Ray Bradbury, and uh, it's a planet, I don't know, planet, it's Earth or wherever it is, uh, but people live inside, and uh, because it rains all the time, and once every, let's say 10 years, uh, the sun comes out, right, and, uh, and everybody, uh, like that's what they they practically live their lives for is uh, this the day the sun will come the day the sun will come and uh, it's like a big celebration and the the roof the the it's like an a big uh, like an aerodome that they live in and the roof will open and the sun shines in like just for twenty minutes <laughs> then it's gone and it's gone again like for ten years or a generation or something and uh, it's kind of basically what what you're saying but of course very exaggerated uh but the sun is like the sun is like god um sounds and, sounds and, depressing <laughs> yeah and and, and you, their whole life is is they go out and they forage and all this stuff in the rain but they have to live in this protective dome because it's just dark all the time and rainy and wet and cold and and then there's just that one little that one little it would be like living your life and believing in uh, paradise. And there's paradise. And, but it is only for like a very short time, and then the dome closes over again and the rain starts again. Yeah, I feel like maybe this is just uh, an example of uh, that I have kind of a perverse personality or something, but I feel like if I was in that situation, I would just ignore it. I would not take partake in the 20 minutes, because it'd be better not to. It's like, don't even, don't even give me the taste. I don't need it. Obviously, we've acclimated to this, so it's better just to not put yourself through that. Yeah, but you're living that life out there, and yet you're saying, well, maybe snow is better. Yeah. Well, and, 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 and maybe it is. But I have the option, yeah, so that's the difference. It's like, I don't have to live out here next year. Well, and that's one of the things that people say about living in Canada. It's one of the 
well, there's a few nations in the world where you get a, a, a big variety of weather. Um, you get autumn, you get spring, you get summer, you get winter, and they're very distinct. Um, they're very distinct things. It's not like if you live along the equator and you might get some temperature change, but, but basically it's summer all the time. Yeah, that's another thing that uh, I thought was kind of interesting is, you know, a lot of times it does seem like people, as they get older, they do kind of uh, revert back to however they grew up or wherever they grew up or whatever type of place they grew up in. You know, they kind of, most people I find tend to kind of go back that way. Or I, even like I noticed last time I came back home when uh, I met dad in the airport. And I was like, wow, there's like 50 guys here that look just like Dad. Like, they're wearing the same kind of uh, windbreaker and the same kind of ball cap, like John Deere type hat. And I was like, yeah, well, he's uh, he's a New Brunswicker, all right. <laughs> but, but I'm thinking, I'm wondering if that's happening to me in some ways, too, of like, just because I grew up with snow and I'm just used to it. And like, somewhere deep down, I'm like, well, that's how it's supposed to be. So now when I'm getting dicked around out here, I'm like, well, what is this anyway? This isn't how it's supposed to be. (laughs) And I I definitely noticed with temperature. So this place I was staying last month, I think because it was snowy outside, they were like overcompensating. Like the heat was so high in that house. It was just like crazy. It was like when Granny McNally used to come visit, you know, we'd have to crank the heat. Oh yeah, we'd all be dying. (laughs) And, uh, And I couldn't sleep. I had terrible insomnia for like a week and I was like what is happening I can't couldn't figure out what was going on until I opened my window which just seems weird because they're pumping in all this heat and paying all these heating bills but I'm like I can't do it boys I can't do it so I just had my window open all the time and then I could sleep and this house I met this month they are the opposite they're very penny pinchy so they turn off all the heat at night but that's good I sleep way better like that's what I'm used to and it's just like like I guess you just kind of can't overcome certain things about how you grow up because like I can't even imagine how people sleep with the heat turned on it's fucking weird like you're not supposed to be sweaty in bed (laughs) (laughs) what is that all about and maybe they're not I don't know but I sure am I hated it yeah well that's true we always truly we still do heat goes way down here you get up in the middle of the night here and it's freaking chilly but all you gotta do is put on the slippers and the sweater yeah, like last night I noticed while I was in bed, you know, I was getting pretty tired and I'm like, man, you know, my feet are actually pretty cold. Like I had socks on. I was actually still wearing my pants. I just had like my pants on and because I don't have any long underwear out here and socks on. And I'm like, yeah, you know, my feet are a little cold, like a little bit of that numb coldness. No, no, who cares? That's fine. And I just fell asleep. <laughs> you know, where I, I feel like that's probably the opposite of how like people from the equator would feel. Like they would never be able to sleep if they felt cold like that. Whereas I can't sleep when I'm hot. So, yeah, I guess it's all just like, just all reverting back to how, how it was, where I came from. But that's right. not so bad, the, you know. That's topic number one. Right. We still didn't decide whether <laughs> the snow goddamn, is better than snow or what. The goddamn snow, weather. Snow's got a lot of bad things. That was one problem you would have had if you had spent the winter here. It was a nice winter, no question. But walking was hell. Oh, because of the ice, yeah. I did oh, forget about that. Oh, the icy sidewalks. Uh, I've heard people saying about getting cleats. You know what? Next year, I think I might get some cleats to put on my boots. Yeah, it's not a bad idea. I mean... Uh, it, you really, you literally, you cannot walk here. Uh, well, you can, but you, you're taking your life in your hands and you're going to stand up on your arse every time you have. Yeah, that uh, is... And especially at night, you, 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 you can't see the ice. 
that is one thing I, I kind of forgot about because yeah, Toronto doesn't generally have ice like that just because there's way more traffic, foot traffic and normal traffic so everything gets worn down. Plus, Fredericton is on that crazy hill. Like I definitely last summer had some times walking up through UNB that I was like, wow, this is insane. <laughs> like if I fall, I'm just going to slide all the way down. So yeah, that's true. That is a problem. The cleats are not a bad idea, honestly. <laughs> I think that's kind of a good plan. Yeah, I never thought about it until uh, there's a, a lawyer just down the street from us and her secretary comes up quite often to get documents signed at, at my office. And one day it was really icy. And I said, oh, you must have, did you drive up? And it's only like seven or eight houses away. Um, and she said, no, I, I walked. And I said, God, it must have taken you some time to get here. And she said, no, no, I got cleats. <laughs> she said, in the summertime, I go around to yard sales and I buy them up for, you know, a couple of dollars. And she said, because usually by the end of a winter, um, they've worn down enough that they're not so effective anymore. But she said, oh, you can oftentimes get them for quite cheap. And she said, they work really well. So I thought, well, maybe I should get myself some cleats and put them on my boots and see how they work. Yeah, that's funny because I read a book a while ago about a guy who was like a mountain climber and just reading about his trebuchets and all his like did his gear to climb mountains <laughs> like sheer ice faces on mountains and like this is sort of similar except just to walk around <laughs> just to survive the normal city. I always thought it was funny that though that that uh, that saying of like oh you know talking about the weather like as though that's the boring thing to talk to people about. I really feel the opposite. Like I just never know especially people I don't know that well. Like, I just have nothing to say to them. I don't know what to talk to them about. So talking about the weather not only is easy, but I'm legitimately interested. I mean, the weather is such a huge part of life. Like, what's not interesting about talking about the weather? I love it. <laughs> <You know? laughs> well, and especially if you get such a wide range, like here on the East Coast, I don't know what it's like on the West Coast, but we are, we are noted for the widest weather changes in the world. Right. 20 degrees is nothing, like, even in the summertime, it can be, uh, you know, like, like, let's say, 30 centigrade, and then and then it's 20 in the night. You always got to kind of wear a sweater or take a jacket with you, because you never know what the weather's going to be like. In the wintertime, it can be zero, then it's 12 below, just in a couple of hours. Yeah, got to dress in layers, that's for sure. So yeah, there's the weather report then. Okay. <laughs> so I guess the, the second thing, it's really not, I don't really have much to say about it. I guess it's not really that interesting, but I was telling you last time I called that um, I got this Airbnb that uh, the guy was like, oh, I forgot to change the listing, but I'm going to be moving. <laughs> you know? Oh yeah. So that happened. So I mean, that was just, I thought it was kind of funny because I was just kind of, I was basically just, you know, being polite, just classic Canadian politeness of like, okay, this is a little weird that, uh, you know, you're going to move in the middle of me staying with you. That's a, you know, it's a pain in the ass, but that's fine, whatever. Like, in my mind, I was just thinking like, well, I'll just take off in the morning and then in the evening, I'll just come rendezvous with you at the new house. But just to be Canadian polite guy, I just, you know, typed in the little Airbnb message like, yeah, if you need help moving, I mean, I guess I'm not doing anything. So, hey, let me know. <laughs> but again, I feel like it's that little like the the politeness of Canada I kind of feel like it's almost like uh when you watch those old like ancient England movies with like the uh what do they call those like the um like parlor sort of uh like Miss Manners what am I thinking of what is the <laughs> what is, it's it's the little the the dance of politeness like I'm saying that to be polite 
But I presumed that then his counter-Canada politeness would be like, oh, of course not, you know. Heavens, no, we wouldn't ever ask you to help us move. Like he said, okay, <laughs> come on on. Yeah, that's really all I'm trying to say. Because <laughs> then when I got there, he's just like, all right, so what are we doing on uh, the moving day? How's this going to work? Where's the new address? How should we do this? And, uh, and they were just like, so, well, I figure, you know, we'll get the moving truck. I got a couple of my friends coming too, and you'll help us move, and then we'll all just drive to the new place. <laughs> I was like, all right. That's what we're doing then. I did say it. <laughs> you know? So here we are. And I didn't really mind. It was actually kind of fun just to hang out. And, you know, I didn't, obviously, because I'm way beyond, like, I don't own the house. I'm not even the friend. I'm just some guy. So I didn't have to do any heavy lifting or anything. I was more just like, I'll move this boxes from the upstairs to the downstairs and, you know, prep things. So I just spent the day helping some guy move. But, I mean, that's certainly a first, like, of just... <laughs> Just, yeah, just helped some guy I never met move his house. Now I'm in a different house. <laughs> so that's all there was to that story, I guess, is that the, uh, the subtle dance. This is why I think, like, you always hear about people from, like, Germany. They hate American politeness because they consider it, uh, like... Phony. Uh, yeah, yeah, disingenuous. And, like, why are you smiling at me when you don't even know me? And it's like, well, because I'm... Because I'm a waitress. What do you mean, you psycho? <laughs> but, but I can see their side of it because shit like this happens. And this would drive some German guy crazy. At least I understand the dance that happened. And I know, like... And he knows, too. That's the thing. is We both know that he's, like, you know, uh, imposing a little more than would be expected. But, hey, if someone offers hey, to help you move... You yeah, exactly. And he needed the help. I mean, he had a big move to make. He didn't have pro movers. He just had his friends. He's like, hey, I, I could use this guy. And he said he'd help, so fuck it. I'm gonna... I'm gonna... I'm taking him up on it. Whereas if you weren't from Canada, you wouldn't understand the dance at all. And the whole thing would just be frustrating, I'm sure. Just like... Like, we... I can see why... Why other cultures find politeness two-faced I guess you know <laughs> like I prefer it I prefer that we all act polite to each other and we all understand the subtext of what is really happening <laughs> but but I can see why people that aren't from North America are frustrated by this it's like well just just say it if that's what you think just say it don't make me dance around don't make me play the game see I'm more of the just say it yeah I I, I, I don't mind a bit of politeness but when it gets to be um, um, therapy and phony yeah. and well, you don't really mean what you're saying anyway so like just get lost I guess that's the thing though I kind of I kind of like the little social dance but I feel like people that act like that like you're saying like they don't know how to do it they're not good at it you know like I feel like you can make yourself clear without having to just be clear <laughs> you know because then the way I feel like it and I mean it's gotten me into some bad social situations in the past but if it gets to a point where i have to just tell you how you're fucking up you've already fucked up like 10 times and i'm out of my mind angry at you <laughs> you know <laughs> like you've stepped on every toe if it's gotten to the point that i have to just tell you the truth i hate that <laughs> but it has gotten there a few times yeah, i don't know just like these cases where it's like they can't believe that I'm that mad at them, but it's like, you've been fucking me around for so long. <laughs> but some people just don't get the dance. They just don't know how to do it. Well, and there, and some people are just so obtuse about it. Like, I get people who walk into my office all the time. And they, they pull this up, do you remember who I am? No, I haven't got a freaking clue who you are. Right. And, I, and, and you know what? And, and I'm getting to the stage in my life that I say that. 
and you and you think they'd be insulted? No, they're not <laughs> insulted. Or I'll say, uh, like, uh, you, you know, uh, did you make an appointment? No, no. I just thought I was just driving by, and I just thought I'd stop in and see if you'd see me. Well, and I'll say, like, do you know that this phone was was uh, invented over a hundred years ago? <laughs> and and you know, you think they'd. They're just so obtuse, they, or they're so into themselves, and they think they're so important. They're not even insulted by that. Maybe they find it like kind of comforting. Maybe they're like, hey, finally somebody's cutting through all this nonsense. <laughs> they're not putting up with my bullshit. Well, this guy comes in the other day about something about his, uh, oh, it was something about his will, and wanted something changed in it, and he, indi- he indicated in his old will that Neil made him put something in his will that he didn't want. And I said, he didn't do that. You told him what to put in the will. He didn't make you do anything. So then uh, he kept saying, well, what what should I put in it? And I kept saying to him, you've got to decide what to put in it. I can't tell you some suggestions, but you've got to do it. And I was really firm with him. Two days later, the idiot called me again, going on about something. And I said, look, I told you, you have to make up your mind what to do there. Yes, he said, you made that perfectly clear the other day. Well, then what are you calling me again for? Stop bothering me. It's kind of like with, like, little kids, you know, where it's, like, testing the boundaries, you know? <laughs> Except these yes, are but these people. are grown-up people. <laughs> yeah. Like, grow up. <laughs> and today, I really, I don't think the woman ever called me back. I really took a thing of I had these clients in the office. The phone rang. Like, it had to have rung six times. They were only there, like, 15 minutes. And I think it was the same person, but I can't prove it, of course, because I can't see who's calling. Uh, But, you know, these people who, they call, nobody answers, so they hang up. The voicemail's there. They could leave a message. They call. They hang up. Two minutes later, call again. Two minutes later, call again. So finally, I picked up the phone, and I said, what? (laughs) And this woman's voice, Oh, I, don't. I said, look, I'm with a client right now. You call me back in five minutes. I, I said, this phone's ringing off the phone and, and it's driving me crazy. I hung up on her. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm just getting like, I can't take this polite. Oh, I'm just so sorry. No, you're not sorry. If you were sorry, you wouldn't be calling me. Yeah. That I'm sorry. That, and I'm getting really fed up with that Canadian, I'm sorry. Everybody's sorry. Like, listen to this one. Okay, so Patty's gone, I'm, so I'm the one answering the phone now. Mm-hmm. So they phone, is this Patty? And I'll say, no, it's Barb. Oh, I'm sorry. Like, like why are you sorry? <laughs> you wanted to talk to me anyway, didn't you? That's like, I just, uh, I read this book a little while ago. I can't remember the name of these two guys that wrote it, but it's like a guide to being Canadian. And it was really spot on. They had a really good, they did a good job. But one of the chapters, it was like the 16 different versions of I'm sorry. And it was like a joke article, but it was true. It's like, there's so many different things that that means given the context. And yeah, it never means I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs) That's right, it never means I'm sorry. (laughs) So, I mean, I think that is also like a why it seems so bizarre to, like Americans are always joking about how we say sorry so much, but but it's because we're not. Like, yeah, it really is all subtext. It's like we're actually saying, hey, didn't you see me here? Or, like, you almost ran into me. Or what the fuck are you doing? But we're all saying it by saying I'm sorry in these different ways with this different lilt to our voices. And, yeah, it is, it's weird. It's a weird thing. Well, sometimes I'm finding it very annoying. 
Yeah, I mean, I guess that's the thing is like, yeah, I was saying how like I don't mind doing the little dance and stuff, but I guess as you get older, it just does get more and more tiresome or whatever. <laughs> and like, I'm even thinking of, so like this place that I helped the guy move. So he did just move into a new house and, you know, sorting things out and whatever. But he doesn't have a spare front door key for me, so it's like we gotta like hide a key outside under a chair or whatever so we can get in. But it's been like four days now. It's like, you know, how, how long does it take you to make a copy of a key? And then today I accidentally, I locked the door to my room and closed it without thinking. And I'm like, ah, oh, darn, the door's locked and I can't get back in. I don't need to get back in till tonight. But I texted the guy and I'm like, hey, if you can sort through your house keys, like I accidentally locked this door and I just haven't heard back from him. And I'm like, I hope he can just, and basically it's like, this is all under the veil of politeness. But really what I'm thinking is, will you sort out your fucking keys, man? <laughs> like, I know it's a new house, but it's been a week or it's been four days. Like, yeah, and if you're doing the Airbnb thing, well, surely you've got a backup key. Yeah, I mean, I mean, presumably, I don't know. And I'm just like wondering, why haven't I heard back from him? Like, what if he doesn't, somehow doesn't have a key to that? He must though, right? You wouldn't buy a house with, uh, with the keys to the rooms. But I don't know, I just hope this isn't a to-do, and it's just like, man, just sort out the keys, <laughs> you know, for God's sake. And I hate not having a key to get into a house, and like, like before we figured out this keeping the key under the chair thing, it's like, well, now I've got to, like, text him or ring the doorbell and hope he's home, and just, uh, just uh, so I can't go, you know, home when he's not home, and it's just, uh, sort it out, man. <laughs> like, so uh, how is the new place? I mean, yeah, it's fine or whatever. It's it's uh, it's real. I mean, all the houses out here are super new, so they're all really nice and real pretty and stuff. It's close to a sky train. Yeah, it's fine. It's nice, but I mean, at the end of the day, it's just a house. Like that's the other thing. It's really uh, reconfirmed to me how much I love this minimalist life. Because just helping these people move from one house to another house, I'm like, what is this fucking garbage? Like this stuff should be moved into the goddamn into the landfill why are you moving your garbage from house to house it's totally insane and he said that he'd moved in the last eight years he's moved like six times so they're continuously just carting this trash around it hasn't even just accumulated by accident he's deliberately moving this shit and i'm the one who has to help him like yeah just like i would have done him a favor if half of that stuff just got tossed into a dumpster so I don't know, like at the end of the day, it's like, yeah, okay, here's another house, here's uh, here's some beds, here's a shower, here's a sink, here's a fridge. That's it, that's all a house is. <laughs> yeah, that's, so, that's right. So it's like, I guess, whatever, enjoy your... I looked it up just out of curiosity, it was like a $1.6 million house. It's like, well, have fun, buddy. Yeah. Have fun with that. Not for me. <laughs> yeah. Not my style. Okay, item three. Let's move on. See what... Yeah, so, so item three, uh, I was thinking of um, when, uh, when was that that you went to Vegas? That must have been like three or four years by now? Yeah, that's probably, maybe, yeah, maybe four years ago. I don't know if that was when we were doing this podcast, or I don't remember if that story was on here, but I guess just basically it was that you were going to go to Vegas with your friend, and then your friend couldn't go, so you just had a nice solo trip to Vegas? Yep, went on myself, went all on my own. Which I guess is probably another sign of just that we're slightly weird people, that I'm just, I'm out here by myself, basically. You went to Vegas by yourself, and it's like, yeah, I know, everybody could whatever. say, oh, you went by yourself? Well, <laughs> well, yeah, otherwise I would have lost the ticket, I would have lost, uh, I would have lost everything, and like, I, I had a good time. 
yeah, I mean, I guess the only difference would have been that you would just know that one person. <laughs> like, yeah, what's the big difference? <laughs> well, yeah, and what was nice about it is, like, especially when you travel with women. If you travel with men, they're not so bad because, you know, you want to go somewhere, everybody just puts their coat on and goes. Right. Women, it's like, oh, they've got to go to the bathroom, and they've got to put on their makeup, and they've got to change their clothes, and they might have to take a shower, and they've got to change the bag that they're carrying outside, even though nobody knows, nobody knows them. But they've got to look really good. Well, nobody, you're not going to meet anybody that you know in Las Vegas, for God's sake. Well, you might, but it's unlikely. Um, so there's all this waiting around, and, and then when you're out, you, you can't just, you can't just go out on your own, and when you're tired, you just come back, or stop at a restaurant. I think I'll just stop there. No, there's a big discussion about, Oh, where we go here? Where we go there? Women are terrible to travel with. <laughs> well, it's funny. Yeah. Funny you should say that because I was listening back to. Uh, like I would do those music podcasts sometimes. I don't know if I told you about that, but that's like my kind of longest running podcast is just music. And I wanted to listen to an old one that I did because it was all about Busta Rhymes. I'm like, I could, I could go for listening to some Busta Rhymes. So let's listen to that and let's see what I thought about Busta Rhymes in 2010. So I was listening to this podcast and it was right when I moved. Remember I was sleeping on that, that woman Josephine's couch for a year yeah. in Toronto? Mm-hmm. So this was right after I had left there and I moved in with my friend Craig, who I stayed there for like a few years. And it was funny hearing this podcast, I don't even remember saying this, but just hearing my past self talk about how much more relaxed it was to move into a household with two guys because there's just all these arbitrary rules in the other house that are just like, I don't know why, I don't know what they're for, but it's just everything needs to be a rule. And maybe it's unfair to just say it's a woman thing versus a man thing, but it was in that case. And I'm like, man, I'm glad I live in a house with dudes now. It's just like, no one gives a shit about anything and it's great. And everything still works. It's fine. And you see, I'm not a shopper, but most women are. So you go traveling with women and, okay, so they, they go into a, I don't know, say a dress, a dress shop. They can't just go through the rack and say, well, I like this. I'm going to buy it. Go and buy it. It's like, oh, I have to get my friend and what do you think? Well, who cares what I think? You like it. You want to buy it. But no, 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 no. The woman's got to... Do you think I should buy this? Do you think this looks good on me? Did that, that all of this? Little wonder I hate shopping. Right. Because <laughs> I'm one like you know what? If I like something, I'm just going to buy it. I don't care whether you like it or not. You're not going to wear it or have it or own it. But most women are not like that. Most women need the approval of other women if they're traveling with them. And, oh, I bought this, and now I don't know. You don't like it? Like. Who cares whether I like it or not? You like it. Does it look good on me? What do you think? Yeah, go on. <laughs> but uh, what I was going to bring up, though, about the Vegas thing is, uh, how long were you there for? I was only there for four days. So when you were there, did you do any of the like casino stuff, the slot machines and that kind of stuff? No, I stuff? didn't, because I've got this thing about... about uh, like, like, I know uh, if, if, I, if I started gambling, I could stop, but I've never gambled. But I had this image in my mind that, my God, what if I sat in front of one of those machines and all of a sudden I'm losing my house and my car? <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> what if I get kind of not so crazy with that? But, 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 but it, it didn't interest me. It, it's never interested me to go, even around here. I've had people that I go out with and they'll say, why don't you, you know, play the machines or whatever. It doesn't interest me to play the machines. 
I don't mind watching other people do it, because then I can stand back and be real sanctimonious about it. Um, you can always tell how those machines work. Like they start, you put the money in and you start making money right off. And then it kind of goes up and down, up and down, up and down, and then it drops and you lose it all. We're right. just, just but the bat of an eye. So, you know, I'm sitting back there saying, you know, it's starting to climb here. You should cash it in right now. Cash it in and then use the money that you win on that. Put in the machine, you don't lose anything. Uh, anyway, people, oh, no, no, I'll just say it. It's only $20. I'll just, well, that would just kill me. <laughs> so I put the $20 in. I, it, even if it only went up to 25 I'd cash in, get $25, and then I'd use the $5 to play with. I still have my 20 that's how I make money. That's why I've got a bit of money. Yeah, yeah, and I mean, the, what you just described is exactly, exactly my experience with <laughs> these coin things. And then I looked them up later, and exactly, you're you're spot on. Because uh, so my friend Vince had his birthday party thing like two weeks ago, I guess. And there's this big casino in Burnaby. I didn't even realize it was there. It's like real near his house, easy to get to. It's like part of a hotel. And it was really cool. We went on a Saturday night and it was like, I felt like I was in a movie. You know, it's not the biggest casino in the world, but it's pretty big and everyone is around and it's all exciting. And we were just hanging out there and they had free coffee, so I was happy. <laughs> just drink a lot of coffee. But uh, Vince didn't win any money, but his brother won like 300 some dollars. His friend won $70. And I'm like, I don't even understand these slot machines. And they're, they're obviously like, they're so abstract too. Like they're all digital now. It's not even a... A crank and a thing that spins it's all just a, a video screen so I'm like this is obviously crazy fake and like there's no way you can win at something that's not even remotely a real thing but let me just try because I'm stuck here anyway I had to wait until Vince you know was ready to give me a ride back so he's like hey we're leaving in you know two hours so just whatever <laughs> have fun in the casino so I just was like dicking around and trying to figure out these games and that's what's weird too is there's nothing to figure out there's nothing to them it's just how much do you want to bet and then cross your fingers. You yeah, chance. <laughs> yeah, because like chance. growing up with video games, I'm like, I, what's the game? What am I supposed to learn? But I guess that wouldn't work because I don't think gamblers want to think anyway. <laughs> and the casino can't give you a skill game because then what if you get good at it? <laughs> so, so it's literally nothing. It's just pressing the button and crossing your fingers. But right at the end of the night, right when we were about to leave, I won 80 bucks. And the only reason I left with 80 bucks was because Vince was like, hey, we're leaving. Like literally he texted me, come meet me at the fountain, we're leaving, as I won the 80 bucks. So I didn't even have a chance to spend it. I left with 80 bucks. And I'm like, wow, this is awesome. So I was like, well, let me, like th then I was suddenly intrigued. It went, <laughs> went from this boring thing to like, cool, let me check this out. What if I'm the guy? You know, like this is all just the 101 standard how gambling works like what if i figured it out somehow even though i didn't it was just pure dumb luck but just to get it out of my head i'm like let me go back and try this again so i went back another day and i lost 15 dollars. i'm like all right let me get out of here and then i went back again and i lost 20 dollars. and i'm like okay that's it <laughs> i'm done but it was like because because like you were saying like it's what i found is it's not that hard to win like five dollars or ten dollars if you just bet low and you're really careful and you leave once you win but by that third time, I was already getting like kind of, it was like a combination of bored and comfortable. I'm like, 
I'm kind of bored of being here. It's not that exciting anymore. And I took the walk all the way here, the whole 20 minutes that it took me to get here. So I'm not just going to leave with $5. What a waste of time. That's not even a good hourly rate. Why don't I just keep going? And then, yeah, of course, then I lost the whole $20. <laughs> I'm like, well, yeah. all right. See, most people, <laughs> when they play, they say, well, started with $20, I've got $80. And they, well, uh, you know... If I put the whole 80 in and lose, and I lose it, I haven't lost anything, but yes, I have. Yeah. They've lost $20. <laughs> they lost the whole 80. They actually lost 80, but they also lost the original what they came in with yeah like uh, when i watched this youtube guy it was really it's just so sad and kind of funny where he's like this youtube strategist of like his whole channel is about how to play slot machines so he went through this whole rigmarole where he's like okay i got my money split into 20 dollars bills and every time i win at least five dollars off the 20 i cash that one out immediately and just put that aside and he even brought a special bank with him that every time he hit a hundred dollars that he made he put it in this bank that he couldn't open because the key was at his house. So he couldn't get at that money. But his whole strategy wasn't actually to make money. It was just not to go home dead broke. <laughs> because by following this technique through the day and every time he made his five bucks, put it aside, put the money in the wallet or whatever, he basically had, I think he started with like $300 and he had about 150 bucks or something stashed away in his little wallet thing but he still lost $150. He just considered it uh, a victory that he didn't lose all 300. <laughs> and this video has 16 million views and tons of thumbs up and people are like, that's great, where do I get one of these little banks with the key? And it's like, you fucking crazy people, what are you talking about? He lost $150, he didn't win. <laughs> but just the fact that he didn't lose his whole shirt, they consider that like a great technique. Well, and and gamblers, uh, I think they know it, but they won't admit it, that those machines are set up for you to lose. Yeah. Oh, well then, so this article I read, because the article really got into it, it went through the whole history, it was from The Guardian, that uh, newspaper in the in the UK, and uh, they went through the whole history of like when they used to have the actual crank and the spinning reels and how it slowly changed to this digital thing, and uh, basically some manufacturer of these things, they said what they found is, is it's true that nobody... Nobody really thinks they're going to win. Nobody expects to win. Even if they do win, like it does, I'll just go back in. It's mostly just that they just want to spend time at the casino. You know, they just feel cool being at the casino. They like to think of themselves as a gambler that has some kind of skill at this, even though there is no skill at this. And they basically just want to be bled slowly. You know, like they will happily give you all their money. Just don't take it too fast, you know? Give them a win. Oh, now some losses. Oh, and then a win and some losses. And at the end of the day, it's it's a big loss, but the fact that it took six hours for them to lose all their money is the is all they want, really. <laughs> Except once they once they get, there are some of them that have that addiction that they they, they really do think they're going to get the big win. Yeah, yeah, totally. And they'll just keep pumping it in, pumping it in, pumping it in, and maybe they will win eighty dollars, but it might have cost them four hundred dollars to get that eighty dollars. But getting that eighty dollars, I won, I won, I won, I. Oh, you know, and they got the big high and the big uh, adrenaline rush, and and the eighty dollars goes in because if I got eighty, I can get a hundred and twenty. <laughs> they walk, usually walk out with nothing. Yeah, and I can remember years ago when uh, uh, there was a restaurant Annie's that used to be just down from Bank of Nova Scotia when it was down here in Devon, 
And I can remember being in the bank doing the deposit and seeing people going to the bank and putting out the cash. You know, maybe they'd be getting their check, their monthly check from social systems or whatever, you know, a couple hundred dollars. Be there, they'd put it in their pocket, go right into Annie's, sit in the machine. Because I'd go into Annie's maybe and have lunch or whatever with whoever I was with. And there would be that same person in the bank sitting at the machine all by themselves and... You know, just the whole time we were there, they're there too. Yeah, no, no. sure. That 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 check was gone. And you know, I see a lot of people like, especially when those VLT machines were everywhere. Like there was that while where they were just at every place, and there'd always be the guy with the the notepad, keeping meticulous track of his wins and losses. But yeah, it's like, oh, it's it's like it, it's almost like it is kind of sad. <laughs> you know, it's just like you're not gonna win. You just. And it's funny too how easy it is to hook somebody because really so it's just some dinging lights and some ding 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 and hey I feel good about myself. And it's like uh, it's like people that compulsively just check their email and check their Twitter and stuff and like oh somebody gave a thumbs up to my comment. Like it's just these tiny little things but that's more than enough to hook people <laughs> forever. <laughs> it's just like man. So when I was in Vegas, no, I did not gamble and I really had no no urge to. I just walked around and I went to a couple of shows and I, um, my God, my legs were so sore from walking the home. Oh, the last day I said, oh my God, I don't know if I can make it back to the hotel. And of course I got lost. I always get lost when I go places. I ended up in a service road somewhere. I kept saying, hey, where's all the people here? And how come uh, a lot of little trucks coming into the back of these, these hotels? Where the hell am I? Anyway. I had to backtrack, which made it even worse. Yeah, I mean that's not a not a great experience, but it's certainly unique. That's not <laughs> that's not what most people get when they do the Vegas trip to see the seamy underbelly. Oh man, I just noticed in this big concourse, I just happened to look up and there's one balloon <laughs> up at the top. I bet some poor kid let go of their balloon. <laughs> anyway, so I guess that was my one, two, three. Is just the uh, the weather. The, the moving and the gambling, that's what I've been up to. And I guess that's it, so I suppose, I suppose I should let you go. Well, it was great hearing from you. Yeah, uh, that was a pretty... Third, third try worked well. Pretty robust podcast. Got a lot of rambling out of <laughs> these things. Still not the most exciting life in the world that I'm leading, but at least some things happened. Oh wait, I'm about to roll up the rim. We can see live on the air if I win. I won a Tim Hortons latte in my last one. Times are changing that they have these fancy drinks at Tim Hortons. I can't roll this up with one hand. Hold on. <laughs> Use my teeth. Yeah, you might win big. Yeah. Oh, well, that's a great example, too, of just the, just the, how, I don't know, just the pitiable human brains that we have is, uh, when this roll up the rim thing started, to combat it, McDonald's has like a counter deal where you can just get any size coffee for a dollar. So yeah. I was like, good enough, I'll just go to McDonald's. Nuts to you, Tim Hortons, because I don't care about this roll-up bullshit. But then I was walking by a Tim Hortons, and I saw the, like, you know, you could win X number of TVs or X number of giant trucks and all this stuff. And then for a little moment, I'm like, oh, should I be getting the Tim Hortons? What if I <laughs> you know, got the cash value of a giant truck? And it's like, why do I, I don't even have a license or anything. Like, why do I, how could I care about that? But just for a moment, I did think it. Oh, please there try again. There was a big story there when the, this roll up on the rim campaign started. I forget now where it was. 
Anyway, there was a whole lot of cops came out. You rolled them up, there wasn't a damn thing there. They were just blank. Oh, bummer. <laughs> <laughs> so what they would do, if you had one of those cups, uh, would be dang you in back and they gave you another cup of coffee. Oh, that's not no so charge. bad. But presumably, when you rolled up that time, there was something that said, sorry, sucker. <laughs> you get nothing. Yeah, because really, that's that's really what this whole thing is. I mean, I guess they do give away the big prizes, but it's just like, oh, I hope I get a free coffee. <laughs> yeah, no. and, and, but the majority of them, you get nothing. I still remember, though, this was like so epic that I'll just never forget it, <laughs> even though it's just because, you know, when you're a kid and you have limited, limited amounts of money to spend on candy and stuff, uh, that convenience store by our house, that's the chicken place now, it was like crush pop, you know, like oh, yeah, crush yeah. or whatever. Just one summer, they had one of those things where you look under the cap and you could win a free pop. And we won like six in a row. It might have been seven in a row. It was unbelievable. Like the whole neighborhood couldn't believe it. <laughs> just like another one. And it was, it was just like, who cares? It's just a bunch of sugar water. It costs pennies. But, but that was so exciting when we were a kid. They're just yeah, like the thrill of the win. Yeah. And then I guess, thinking back, I'm like, I guess we just drank all those then in one day, which is pretty gross. Probably. <laughs> but well, what can you do? High metabolism when you're a kid, so it's not a big deal, but... Okay, so we have, ro have you rolled it up? Yeah, I didn't win anything. I won nothing, so... Yeah, I could have gotten one of 50 Honda Civics, uh, $105,000 gift cards, free coffee for a year, and... Uh, just plain old 50 bucks. <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. I kind of actually liked winning the latte because I would never normally even try their Tim Hortons latte. I'm like, I don't even know what that is. So it's like where it's an extra insidious little giveaway is that it's like tricking me into trying their new products. <laughs> I'm like, yep. hey, maybe I like it. That's what it's all about. <laughs> I do love though. I mean, that's where after the $15 and the $20 losses at the casino, I was like, yeah, okay, I got to stop going to the casino. But if I did have the wherewithal to just put in five bucks and only play with five bucks, I always drink way more than five dollars worth of coffee when I'm there. <laughs> like I drink a ton of coffees because they just, they even have, like they have little coffee booths and they have people walking around with little portable coffee stations. They love giving people coffee. They can't give you enough coffee. But, but that's where, yeah, I realized that I just, because it's not just like, I guess if I just went there with only $5, but at that point, what am I even doing? Like, why am I doing this? It's just that like, like I really was finding that my, my rate of winning by being careful was about five bucks an hour. And like, that's, that's a job. That's a bad job at that point. So, you know, then I start up in the bet and it's like, uh, come on, give me a little more. Cause I'm just not, I'm not feeling the tingle anymore. And, oh, I just lost $20. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, I decided, well, I, I, it never interested me at all, but years ago I was down in the North Star with Adam Bentley and he had a couple to drink and he said he wanted to go, he had put some money in the machines and he had lost and then he said to me, that could he borrow 20 bucks from me? Um, so I gave it to him. It, it wasn't 10 seconds. It was gone. And I said, like, so where's the $20? Because I was <laughs> expecting, you know see a little bit of a crank up and maybe because if it had been me I would have when it started to rise at $25 I would have said oh I'll go, go cash that in and then I'll have $5 to the good it was gone he said it's gone I said what do you mean it's gone like 10 seconds hasn't gone by well I just sat down there and put it in he said you gotta play big to win big 
I said, you sucker. <laughs> you didn't get anything. You just blew my 20 bucks. That is I knew the, I was never going to get back. <laughs> yeah, I and totally, I never did. That totally is, too, yeah, how it feels. Because then when I was playing like with the little bits where I just bet, sometimes literally just a penny per spin, but maybe five cents or whatever. But then it would hit with the big thing and like, oh, you won 10 free spins and you got all this stuff and blah, 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 and the multipliers. But it only adds up to like you know four dollars because i only bet five cents and that's where yeah you do start thinking like hey if that had been a two dollar bet and that happened then i would have won a ton (laughs) but yeah it's 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 i guess i was a little disappointed when i looked into it and read about them i'm like man i followed that trajectory to a t like the only reason they haven't won their whole eighty dollars back is because Vince had to leave that first day and I just haven't gone back since. But if I ever go back again, I will officially be no longer, you know, solvent as as a gambler. I just got lucky one time. And that's all it takes to get in your head and you're like, oh, you did it. You did it. You accomplished it. It was also, at least that night we went the first time, since it was Saturday night, it was like exciting and they had the roulette tables going and everything felt like a movie and there's everybody's dressed up all cool and there was a live band playing. But then I went back on like a Tuesday evening and it's just like a ton of just old Asian people. (laughs) This isn't cool at all anymore. This sucks. See, now that I'm talking about it, I'm like, you know, it is an awful rainy day today. What else am I doing today? But it's like, (laughs) literally anything else would be a better use of my time. That's why you get a lot of gamblers on the West Coast. They're so depressed. They gotta go and sit in a casino somewhere. Yeah, because I mean, I guess in that sense, you know, it does, it is a lot more fun to be in the, it does remind me a bit of like an arcade when I was a kid. It has that feeling and I do miss arcades, like just that kind of, it's like a cacophonous noise, but it's all kind of pleasant because it's all just digital stuff. But yeah, it's funny that even uh, like the roulette tables with the real people running them, they only break those out for like Friday and Saturday night because even those are just computerized. It's like a computer screen with like a girl in a low-cut dress that just like does all the little stuff and like place your bets and the video just loops all day. It's like, wow, this is getting super weird. <laughs> like it's turning into the matrix. Like they're just gonna put a phone jack in someone's head eventually and it'll, that'll be that. I think there's a certain uh, a certain mentality that too is drawn to things like gambling and and there's certain personalities that aren't they just they just have no interest in that stuff yeah i always feel like a little bit lucky like i don't know first time i tried smoking or like the first time i got drunk or this dumb gambling stuff it's like yeah it's like whatever not a big deal but you know there's that person out there that that's the beginning of the end for them you know yeah it's creepy to think about. Yeah, there are people like, yeah, they take their first cigarette and that's it, they're hooked. And other people, like, uh, you know, you can try a cigarette here and there, off and on. It just doesn't have any impact on you. You I no guess, desire to go back and do it all the time. Or... Yeah, I even do kind of remember the first time that I drank a lot. I mean, it must not have been the first time, but I mean, I guess it was like when I moved over to the south side and we were just having some house party. And I just remember being real drunk and just thinking like, ah, this is the greatest. I should just do this all the time. But then, of course, the next morning I felt like shit and did not feel that way anymore. But I do always kind of remember that thought because I'm like, man, what if? What if I was one of those people that the next morning 
did not get the receipt or didn't get the counter message, you know? Like, what if the only message that stuck was, we should just do that again, and then, yeah. then here you are, then you're just a crazy homeless guy, and it's like, man. Yeah, it's definitely, uh, it's definitely got to be something to do with your, with your personality. Some people are, have an addictive nature and others don't. Yeah, and just like, you know, whatever chemicals in your body get shook up just the right way and stuff. Yeah, and I mean, I think I've got, I, I think I'm, I'm medium addictable. I'm a, probably about as addictable as the average person. I'm not like, you know, it's not like it doesn't work on me, but it just, yeah, it doesn't hook me. I'm not super susceptible, so. Yeah, I'm not susceptible to stuff. I, even like even when I was in the hospital and had that operation two years ago, and you know, they were like, give me so many, you gotta be careful with the drugs you're taking. You know what? I, I knew I, that I wouldn't be addicted to them. They could give me whatever they wanted because I can't even be bothered finishing a prescription. That was I like, start feeling good. I know they say, gotta finish that prescription, but I don't bother. That was like those uh, oxycodones that I got for uh, when I had my appendix out. I mean, I had just had like, I had quite a few left at the end, like 15 or 16 of these things. And it took me probably two years to use them all up. And I did think they were great. I loved them. <laughs> like, it's like, oh, I got a real bad headache today. And this thing would just obliterate a headache. Like, it's crazy. But yeah, once they were gone, I was just like, oh, that sucks. I wish I still had some of those, but whatever. <laughs> you know, that was the end of it. Yeah, like I, uh, I don't even know what happened to the ones I had here. I suspect Mark might have got them. I don't know, but right. I, I had them and they, they gave me much more than I needed. I, well, I, I, I took a few and I was feeling pretty, pretty, you know, recovering from that. Sometimes the pain was kind of worse than I'd ever felt before. And then, and then I didn't have them anymore and I, or I didn't take them all the time. Like, I didn't take them every day like you were supposed to. It's like, oh, today I don't think I need that. I'm too lazy to go upstairs and get those. Oh, I gotta go rooting around for those. I can't be bothered. Yeah, so I feel like I'm kind of in the middle where, like I said, it took me two years to use them and it's never something I bothered to go seek out. But it's probably, I'm just kind of glad I don't just have them around though because I did just get like, like where a normal aspirin would have been fine when you've got this super aspirin that it's just like it is guaranteed that i will feel fine <laughs> if i take this thing it's easy to just get comfortable with it and it's like like i just don't feel like dealing with this i don't want to go for a jog i don't want to eat an apple i don't want to go outdoors i just want to, you know, i don't want to do anything else to deal with feeling this bad headache crappiness just, just want to obliterate it with a giant sledgehammer so yeah, that's where, that's where I, like, I can't deny it was pretty great, but now that they're gone, that's fine. I think too, it's like, I don't know, it's almost like good to have, like I got a pretty weak constitution, and I think that's kind of a benefit too. Like I just can't drink that much, because it's just not worth it. Like I shake off being drunk way too fast and just pass right into just being hung over because of my metabolism and stuff. And then I just feel so bad for like two days. I'm just like fucked up. Whereas like my friend Jason from Halifax, I don't know, he's just a hardier man, but he drinks like crazy. Because <laughs> you know? it does, doesn't it doesn't kick his ass as bad. So I don't know, it's kind of handy to be a bit more of a wuss. Keeps me honest, keeps me level. And I hope this guy has a key to that stupid room. <laughs> I still haven't heard back from him. I'm just checking my phone and it's just like, I don't know, I'm just thinking of the worst case scenario if he somehow doesn't have the key to that room and then, I don't know, what do I gotta do, sleep on the couch? I don't know. 
whatever. It's probably fine. It's probably not worth worrying about. It's just, just annoying. Most people on most locks have two door, have two keys. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe I can open it with a butter knife or something too before it comes to worse. Who knows? But just, I guess that's that's kind of my main way that I gauge an Airbnb is the less I have to deal with the person that owns it, the happier I am. Like last month's place had like a little code, you know, I just put a code into the door to get in. And like, I saw the guy on the day I moved in and the day I moved out and that was it. So, I mean, that was awesome. Whereas this guy, not only are we doing the key shuffle right now, I fucking have, I helped him move. I hung out with him all goddamn day. <laughs> This is way too much. <laughs> I do so not. So are you at this place for the until like for the next? Yeah, for the month, and then I've got a place for a month in Surrey. This place is in Port Coquitlam, which is really beautiful. Tons of mountains, and it's like it's really really nice. Then Surrey next month, and next month it's weird. Like the place actually has a TV, even though it's still only 500 bucks for the month, which is extremely rare. Like my places never have TVs. But I can't do anything with the TV because I don't know anybody out here with video games. <laughs> it's like, oh, I could catch up on video games, but I... And you can't rent video game systems anymore. That's not a thing. God, so you might have to actually watch TV. Well, I just won't... I probably won't even turn on that TV. <laughs> like, I just like it. Except video games is the only thing I miss from uh, my life of uh, minimalism. Yeah, and then... So I don't have anything set from there. And like when this shitty weather hit I was like oh, I gotta leave I gotta get out of here I gotta just buy a plane ticket and go back to Montreal or go back to Fredericton or something just get out of here but since I've got to book everything two months in advance I'm just I'm holding off for now because because it'll be nice by the time two months passes so uh, I don't want to be too rash about it because plane tickets ain't free and I'm already out here so I mean I might as well, if I, if I toughed out this whole shitty winter, I might as well spend at least a month or two while the weather's nice out here. It is weird though, because like I was, uh, you know, Montreal is coming back in my mind and it's like, it's this tiny little window of like, like uh, I could go to Montreal, I could go back to Toronto and see people, I could stay here, but I just, I don't know, I gotta pick whatever one, but there's only that little Canada, little tiny sliver of summer in Canada. <laughs> No time to do it all. Well, and the thing that the trouble with here is, uh, well, we're going to have some nice weather for sure, but really spring doesn't even come here until it's damn near June. Yeah. <laughs> Third week of May, we always sort of traditionally say, we have spring. Whereas if you're in Toronto in those places, oh, spring comes early, April. Although I will have to head back to Fredericton at some point, maybe in the fall or something, because uh, I'm flying without a health card, which is weird, just because my Ontario one expired. And I applied for a BC one, and uh, since my, um, my ID still lists my old apartment here in Vancouver, so I just had them send it there, and I just told my, sent my old roommates a Facebook message and was like, hey, if my health card shows up, just let me know and I'll come grab it. But they said it never showed up. So uh, who knows? I don't know what's going on there. So I figure I should just go back to New Brunswick and get a health card in New Brunswick. But it's just tricky because I don't have an address, you know? <laughs> so it's hard to claim residency in any of these provinces when I can't even tell them where I'm going to be living. Yeah, but you could always get a New Brunswick one and say that you live here. Yeah, that's, that's my plan. Yeah, and that you're just traveling. Yeah, I mean, I guess I could do that anytime, right? I probably don't even need to be in New Brunswick necessarily. I don't know, but it doesn't seem like a big hurry. 
Yeah, because didn't you have a... Well, I suppose it's expired by now. You did have a New Brunswick back here. Yeah, I did, and then Ontario. And the reason this BC one is such a to-do is because my last one was Ontario. So I guess it like only auto-renews if you are in the same province, you know? Like I could get another Ontario one pretty easy, but BC is a whole extra rigmarole. But I can't really do Ontario because, again, I don't have an address. So I don't have anywhere for them to send it, you know? So, so yeah, I think New Brunswick is just the easiest one. But, I mean, knock on wood, you know, I'm fine, whatever. So <laughs> I can put that off for a little bit. I'm sure if something horrible happens to me, the hospitals won't let me die. I hope not. Yeah. But anyway, yeah, so uh, I think, too, that that little momentary that I was saying that when I, we were talking about the dumb casino and it's passing through my mind, that thought has passed. Now I'm just like, as if, as if I'm going to walk, because it's like a 20 minute, it's a little tough to get to this casino, as if I'm going to walk through the rain for 20 minutes just to lose 20 more dollars. <laughs> that, that mania passed. That yeah, was it'd a, be a real loser. <laughs> yeah, just the saddest. <laughs> All by myself. On a, what is it, Thursday? Thursday night? <laughs> yeah, just like, not even night. It's like 5 o'clock here, so yeah, that would just be super sad. Looking at the temperature here, we're going to have four above on Sunday. Saturday rain. Yeah, that's not bad. Can't complain. Four above on, far above on Friday. Oh, we must be going to have rain on Friday, too. Sunny on Sunday, four above. Two above on Monday. Not bad. Not bad this time of year. Yeah, or I'm just watching the gloom slowly darken. <laughs> just turns slowly more and more gray until it turns black. But anyway, yeah, so I'll let you go and I'll give you a call when I have some more exciting adventures. Okay. About moving boxes and dumb shit. <laughs> if, I, if I roll up the rim and I win something, I'll let you know. Oh yes, let me know. And if you win a, if you win a vehicle, just send it my way. Yeah, fair <laughs> enough. I mean, there's 50 of them out there, so I, I mean, I gotta win eventually. <laughs> All right, I'll talk to you later. Okay. Okay, bye. Bye-bye.